We learn that this hymn, O God Beyond All Praising, arranged by Wayne Dietrich, was the closing work at Carnegie Hall in New York in 2008 as the Susquehanna University Masterworks Chorus and Orchestra, under the direction of Cyril Stratansky, performed in celebration of the 150th anniversary of the university's founding. Cyril Stratansky died in June of 2021, and Wayne Dietrich, who is an active composer and arranger, remembered his mentor, under whom he studied his last two years at Susquehanna, which happened to be Stratansky's first two at the school, 1972-73 and 73-74. and 74. Dietrich writes, Stratansky always said, usually with a slight grin, suffer for your art. And at times we did suffer under his direction, but he opened doors for me that continued to open other doors for me throughout my entire life, and still they open. From my formative professional years, my intense love for and devotion to the choral art, and my life as a composer and arranger, I owe primarily to him. The morning that I heard of his death, I needed to compose, as I needed to do something that became part of my healing for this loss. I found a hymn text based on Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14. For we have here no abiding city, but we seek one that is yet to come. I found the hymn text by the Irish writer Thomas Kelly, and with a few alterations, set it to music with the hymn tune named Stratansky. Praying for his wife, Leona, we all knew, know her as Lee, and his and her families. An era for me has closed with his departure, yet in whatever ways I can continue on with his vision and mission, most definitely ones of God, I do and will. Requiem eternam dona eis domine, et lux perpetua luceat eis words of composer Wayne Dietrich writing on his website remembering his mentor and friend Cyril Stratansky who died on June 13th 2021 from his obituary in the daily item we learn Cyril Stratansky was born on June 4th 1935 in Nanticoke Pennsylvania he received his first formal education in Nanticoke being taught for eight years by the Sisters of St. Cyril and Methodius. We're told he was very proud of his Slovak heritage. He served as a musical liturgist and cantor at the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., for the first Catholic Slovak Union of the United States and Canada. Stratansky graduated from Nanticoke Area High School and held degrees from Mansfield and Temple Universities, he also studied at Meadowbrook School of Music in Michigan and at Cambridge University in England. Cyril Stratansky was director of choral activities at Montrose Area High School for 15 years, where his choirs developed a reputation for excellence in the performance of demanding choral repertoire. He then completed 35 years as professor of music and director of choral activities at Susquehanna University in Sealands Grove, 
where a performance venue, Stratansky Hall, is dedicated to him. He also served for 24 years as conductor of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale and Orchestra. We had a chance to speak by phone with Dr. David Steinau, associate professor and head of the Department of Music at Susquehanna, in anticipation of Susquehanna University's celebration of the life and legacy of the late Cyril Stratansky, Emeritus Director of Choral Activities, with a concert at 7.30 p.m. this Saturday, May 7th, in Weber Chapel Auditorium. We asked Dr. Steinau to introduce us to Cyril Stratansky. Cy Stratansky, as many people in this area know, was Director of Choral Activities at Susquehanna University from 1972, the fall of 72, through the spring of 2008. And during that time, he was also for a long time the conductor of the Susquehanna Valley Chorale and their, and their orchestra, and a real force in choral music throughout Pennsylvania and the Northeast. And he really made the University Choir at Susquehanna extremely well-known, especially throughout the Northeast. And of course, here at Susquehanna, we have a recital hall named in his honor, and we all remember him very fondly, as as you know, and as, as many of your listeners know, he passed away last June, June of 2021. And David, we know here in our library, we're fortunate enough to have a number of recordings of performances he has conducted yeah. over the years. Yeah, he made lots of CDs, well, and before that, record albums, LPs, with the choir throughout the years, and they were big sellers at his at his concerts. A lot of people have, have CDs and LPs of the Susquehanna University Choir with Cy. Did he have an attraction to a particular era or a particular composer, or was he omnimusical? You know, oh, well, what a good question. I, I think, you know, in looking, looking at his programs, and we've been looking at his programs this year, a collection of his complete tour programs, it's really remarkable what his repertoire was. It was just, it was so broad. But I know he seemed to be very interested in British music. I'm not sure that that was something that he was just drawn to especially, but he seemed to program a lot of that. But yeah, he was really, he was curious about so many things. And sometimes you would go to one of his concerts and you'd see something on the program and you'd think, oh, I've always wondered what this is. And I've known about this and I've never heard it before. And now I get to hear it live. He always, he had lots of curious things on his programs, which was, which was always great. And for him to do that and to have the impact that he had over the years, he must have been a sensitive individual in terms of the human voice. He must have been able to help students bring themselves to a level beyond what maybe they expected they could. Oh, yeah. And I, I wish we could hear from students. I think we would hear a lot of them say that, how he, he saw the potential in them that maybe they didn't see in themselves. And also, he really wanted them always singing with their real voice. He wasn't after a choral sound where everybody sounded exactly like the person standing next to them. And I think that's what made the sound of his choir so special, was that everybody was really singing with their, with their own full voice, and it made for a really spectacular sound. And the notes that are part of the release that was sent out announcing this concert talked about his studying the interpretation of Gregorian chant in France. So yeah. that's, that's quite specialized. It, it is. And it, at least in my time at Susquehanna, I don't remember him programming very much of that. I think that was maybe just a very special interest of his. But yeah, he did, he did study that in France. Oh. 
Now, when you all were going through the tour programs, reviewing all kinds of things, does he have a body of, of yes. paper? Yeah. His wife, Lee Stratansky, kept the programs, as did Cy, in pristine condition. We have, every, we have all of his programs from his 36 years in excellent shape, lots here in the music department and in the archives as well. Everything's perfectly organized, yes. How about notes? Did he write notes on scores or anything? You know, he, he did, and he left all of that, all of that behind. So we have, we have his library here at school, too. When it comes right down to it, what did you think needed to be in a memorial concert? Well, that's a good question because, you know, we did have we did have suggestions from alumni. Could we do this piece? Or This was very special to Cy. We always did this in choir and so on. But that list became a little long, to be honest. And what we decided was that the Foray Requiem, it's not very long. It's about 35 minutes. It's something that a lot of us have sung many times over the, over the years. And so it really came down to just practicality. It's something that we can rehearse in one day and then have the concert that night because we have more than 100 alumni coming back. So we had to do something that we could rehearse in an afternoon and then have a break and then do the concert at night. And so several of us at school decided the Foray Requiem would be, would be the best choice in terms of practicality, but also it's, it's really beautiful, and it's a, a piece that Cy did. Sometimes he would do sections of it in his concerts and tours if he didn't do the entire thing. So it's something that a lot of the alumni already know. So it really came down to practicality. And then, so there must be ancillary pieces. Yeah. So the choir will sing the current university choir under the direction of Amy Voorhees, who's our director of choral activities. So they will sing the first half of the program of miscellaneous pieces, and then we'll have a little break, and then we'll have everybody up on stage for the four-way requiem. So there'll be more than 200 singers because we'll have our own students up there, about 100 students, and a little bit more than 100 alumni. So a huge choir singing the four-way requiem on Saturday night. And doesn't it say, as you suggest, David, that when you get a turnout of 100 people coming back for a performance, that suggests how respected, maybe revered is a good word, he was and still is. Yes. And, and the people that we heard of who just can't come on this particular weekend... So it's, yeah, it's really a great, really an incredible turnout. And, and part of the reason that it's happening, I said earlier that he died last June, that it's happening now almost a full year later is because of COVID, really. We wanted to do this as late in the year as we possibly could, hoping that we would be able to have all the alumni back and that we'd all be able to be in the same room singing at one time. And it turns out that we that we are going to be able to do that. So that's why that's why we put it so late in the school year is because we were hoping for the best conditions possible in terms of COVID. And I think very luckily we've we've gotten them. And how about remarks of any kind? Yes, um, Jonathan Green, the president of Susquehanna, he'll make some remarks at the beginning of the at the beginning of the concert. Yes. And he's musically trained, isn't he? He is. He's a conductor and composer himself. Yes. And is Lee Stratansky still alive? Yeah, yes, and she'll be there. She'll be in the audience on Saturday night. Yes, we're re- we're really we're so pleased that we were able to to do this with COVID and everything, and that it's working out for for so many alumni to to come back. And it's free and open to the public. No tickets required. And it's this Saturday, May seventh, at seven thirty p.m. in Weber Chapel Auditorium.
the wonderful thing is that even after a year, people want to and are anxious because they want to sing together. Right. Because it is that deep in them. That yeah, to come together for Psy, this, as yeah. everyone called him, by the way. Everyone called him Psy. No one ever, I never heard anyone call him Mr. Stratansky or Professor Stratansky or anything. Everyone, everyone called him Psy. Dr. David Steinau, Associate Professor of Music and Department Head of Music at Susquehanna University in Sealands Grove, speaking with us about the late Cyril Cy Stratansky, Emeritus Director of Choral Activities. Susquehanna University will celebrate the life and legacy of Cyril Stratansky with a concert at 7.30 p.m. this Saturday evening, May 7th, in Weber Chapel Auditorium, on the campus in Sealands Grove. The program will feature the university choral ensembles and alumni singers in a performance of the Requiem by Gabriel Fauré, as well as other pieces. And the program will be conducted by Stratansky Distinguished Professor Amy Voorhees. Tickets are not required, and the concert is open to the public. For more information online, Susquehanna University's website, susqu.org. E-D-U-S-U-S-Q-U Susquehanna University celebrating the life and legacy of the late Cyril Stratansky with a concert on Saturday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. in Weber Chapel Auditorium on the campus in Sealands Grove. The public is invited to attend without charge. No tickets are required. S-U-S-Q-U dot E-D-U.